for this Halloween season, we have invited some trick-or-treaters. Okay. I don't like Milky Ways. Hi, and welcome to the Wednesday Night Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Joe. I'm Andrew. And I'm Craig. I'm Jill. And today we have a special treat for everyone during this Halloween season. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> this is on. I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> Hello? Well, we know that that's not true because uh, this is our first collab as the kids like to say our crossover episode the five of us perform the chicago cookie lab and chicago wednesday night podcast that's right it's like the australian pink floyd (laughs) i actually don't know what you guys are talking about but here on cookie lab don't watch as many commercials as i do We are excited to welcome our podcasting friends from our other podcast, the Wednesday Night Podcast, which you can hear wherever you're listening to this lab, this Cookie Lab episode now. Right. And if you listen this week, it will be the same. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was going to happen. Maybe you could listen to it in two different earbuds on two different machines and you'll get like an echo, a special... You know, a delay. Try that out and uh, write back to us. You could listen to one of them backwards. While you're watching The Wizard of Oz. I think that's the key. Uh, And listening to Australian Pink Floyd. Yes. So this is how the Wednesday night podcast goes. You might notice it's a little different than Oh, sorry. Are we... we, uh, yeah, just everybody talk at once. Are we talking? There's blah, blah, blah. First, you have to listen to the story of the cookie. Because one of our mottos, we have many, many mottos on we have the two on mottos. Cookie Lab. Uh, is that one, many? It's yeah. too many. <laughs> it's too many. It's too, two is too many. Yeah. Uh, one is every cookie has a story. And tonight, because this is the Halloween season, we tried desperately to come up with a Halloween cookie that we thought was not just kitschy yeah i mean you can just take any sugar cookie and cut it in the shape of a bat and be like it's a halloween sugar cookie right exactly or may or frankenstein if it turns out poorly <laughs> <laughs> and you color it green franken cookie <laughs> franken bat so yeah we didn't want that we didn't we we avoided the severed fingers yes they there's a witch's finger cookie with like an almond glued to the nail bed yeah and and there is a severed toe cookie as oh, well thank but goodness. they were completely disgusted like they were awful. Is there looking. really a severed toe there cookie? There really is a severed toe cookie. So huh. listeners, to, oh. there there's a there's a long running severed toe joke on the Wednesday night podcast. I'm actually surprised to hear that somebody would make a cookie out of it. I'm surprised <laughs> that no one has done the accent yet. <laughs> oh love a severed toe but, cookie. But we know here on the on the <laughs> right, on the Wednesday night podcast, we have explained that the severed toe cookie would be a Christmas cookie, not a Thanksgiving or not a Thanksgiving or a uh, Halloween cookie. Because of Krampus. Because so, what we have made instead is the Kiss 
from a vampire cookie. <gasps> Cue the vampire music. Craig? Cue the organ. Who's got the theremin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the kiss from the vampire cookie is all about vampires. And so, the cookie, and you haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to look as if it was kissed by the fangs of by kissed, a vampire. Do you mean bitten? Yes, exactly. Okay. And blood, or in this case, raspberry jelly jam, oozes out of it. Mm. We will see the cookie in a moment. But beforehand, Jill, did you know where the first vampire story came from? Transylvania. Nope. Pennsylvania. Um, the Bible. <laughs> Not Pennsylvania. Ancient either. Egypt. Babylon. Mm, <laughs> might be getting partial credit there, Joe. Oh, I would give partial partial credit for, for that. It is it is an ancient myth. Chris is just Googling it now. Chris, this no, isn't no, no. your Myth usual does level not of preparation. No, I mean, it's not well, true. Okay, so listeners, <laughs> just means cookie lovers, we are outside in, uh, at a fire pit, uh, unlike where we usually are in our cookie lab with all of our Bunsen burners and, and reference Erlenmeyer flasks and, and Labrador retrievers. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's a, actually a Greek myth. Ah. And it, it dates back uh, for uh, to sixteen hundred BC. Have wow. any of you ever seen a vampire? I have. <laughs> Craig, you have. Like yes. What, really? Tell us. Uh, my uh, my wife dressed up as one for Halloween. Oh, Does I thought count? you were going to say that your wife was a vampire. No, no, just, no. I always thought Does there was something it's a little. A different I always about thought she was uncommonly beautiful. <laughs> it's true. What's that? And Does that count? Age. You, you, you're talking about a real vampire. I'm a real vampire. Hmm. They're not real. What? I may have seen a vampire bat. Well, have you ever been, has anybody ever been to Greece? No. no I like, the, it's a the very city, close the city to of the top of list. No. no. Okay, well then I can make this all up. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you know about the Oracle of, at Delphi. Right. Yeah. So people would travel from all around to have their fortune told by the Oracle of the Oracle, according to the uh, stories, was extremely accurate, but spoken riddles. Right. Kind of, you know, it wasn't really clear. Much like the Wednesday night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and not the cookie lab. <laughs> and. W among the discoveries in the archaeological digs at Delphi were the scriptures of Del Delphi, said to be written by the Oracle of Delphi. And within the scriptures is a section known as the Vampire Bible. Mm. And that seems to be the first story. Does it say vampire? Written? Yeah, it says that vampire. The word vampire, is that yes. old? Yeah, yeah. And although that they think that there's no explanation, really, of the word vampire, so they think that this was something that had been told even before that. Before there was written yeah. language. The Vampire Bible isn't really a religious te text, more of a collection of stories. But it tells the story of a man named Ambrosio. Let's all say that together. <laughs> Ambrosio. Ambrosio. 
It sounds like a cookie. <laughs> sounds like um, a cousin of mine. It does. It sounds <laughs> like a. This is my cousin Ambrosio. <laughs> it is. He's yeah. made with marshmallow fluff. Italian guy from Connecticut. He's made with marshmallow fluff. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Ambrosio is was from Firenze, Florence, and he was subjected to a number of curses and blessings bestowed upon him by the gods around 450 BC. Uh, he found himself in Greece, as one often does, and it had been a, long, a lifelong dream to have his fortune told by the oracle. And the oracle laid eyes upon him and muttered only a few cryptic phrases. And it said, the curse, the moon, the blood will run. Oh, that's terrible. This is so scary. I'm sorry, Cookie Lab <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's like a so, more family-oriented thing. He was disturbed by this message, and he spent the night outside the temple pondering its meaning. At daybreak, a beautiful young maiden appeared, the sister of the oracle named Celine, and she came every morning to care for the oracle and the temple, and Ambrosio would meet the maiden every morning after that and soon fell deeply in love with her. And then chaos ensues. <laughs> he asked her to marry him and return with her to Firenze. Well, guess who was watching all of this? You'll never guess. The moon. Oh, very close. Apollo. Okay. Yeah. He'd been watching and was enraged that a mortal would dare take this beautiful maiden. And he cursed Ambrosio so that the touch of Apollo's son would burn his flesh, which also prohibited her, him from meeting her in the mornings. Was she like a demigoddess or something? Like, what was Apollo getting involved for? Well, Apollo, Apollo spoke through the Oracle at Delphi. Oh, so, so she was like his... Um... So his, if his... Celine left, nobody would be there to care for okay, the okay. oracle. Okay. She is, she was like the hostess. So Ambrosio fled to the caves and sought the protection of Hades. Well, Ooh. Hades. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Hades and Ambrosio yeah, well, came Apollo's to a deal. Pretty fiery. But Ambrosio <laughs> sun, right? would have to leave his soul with Hades as down payment. And the deal was that Hades would give him a magical wooden bow, and Ambrosio would kill Artemis, sister of Apollo, and steal her silver bow and give it to Hades, and Hades would give him his soul back. Why people make these deals, <laughs> I don't this know. This is the second Last, cookie lab in a row yeah. with deals with the devil. Yeah, exactly. So Ambrosio squandered all the arrows, didn't have one to kill, kill what was her name i already forgot artemis Artemis. Artemis. no he's not gonna kill celine why would you kill artemis she's the is she not fabulous well he wants her bow he wants her bow so he killed geese and wrote poems to celine in their blood as was actually very common then they used (laughs) they used blood to to write yeah and i'll bet the feathers for the quill Maybe, yeah. It's a one-stop shopping <laughs> there we go. thing. You want to write so, a letter? Kill a goose. 
he oh. was still <laughs> able <laughs> to steal Artemis's bow. <laughs> Artemis got really pissed off and said, every time you touch silver, your skin will burn and cause great pain. So now he can't go out in the sun. Yeah. He can't like touch a vampire. Can't touch silver. Like a vampire. Yeah. So he had to drop the bow because it was made of silver before he could give it to Hades. He can't get his soul back. It's and undead. so Artemis is like, all right, well, I kind of messed you up. I'm going to make you a powerful hunter with great speed and the strength of a god and fangs to kill animals. Can't go out in the sun. Silver. Silver, bad. And fangs. fangs. I didn't know about silver with vampires. Silver. Silver. Oh, silver bullets can kill them. Silver cross. And that's how I got the wooden cross. I think she made him (laughs) immortal. Something to do with garlic too. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. What garlic? garlic. Yeah, the garlic isn't there like lots of garlic on, in the Uncle Mediterranean diet? Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> everyone in Firenze eats garlic, so someone else must have gotten oh, annoyed with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, he suffered, according to this. That's this part is not in here, um, but he suffered naturally a garlic allergy. <laughs> <laughs> that Gave just happened agita. to be true. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she she said he would have to abandon Celine. So he agreed, and that night he wrote a message to Celine telling her to meet with him on his ship and to open the coffin. They sailed in the ship, and they sailed to another island and lived for many years in the caves together. Ambrosio had never aged, but Celine did, and she soon fell ill and died. It's like Peter Pan. And his soul was with Hades, so they could never be together. Ugh. Devastating. It is. We're supposed to eat a cookie after this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's got blood on it, Andy. <laughs> and he went to Artemis once again, and Artemis was pleased with the loyalty and service that he had done, finally. And she Even said that- Even though he, he kind of like shacked up with Celine, but he didn't marry her. So that Right, so. exactly. And <laughs> okay, so then it's all good. he could touch, <laughs> she said that he could touch Celine just once to drink her blood, and this would kill her mortal body, but would guarantee that they would stay together forever. How would they stay together forever? And thus. His soul is with Hades. Yes, but. Their bodies were together. His immortal body. Okay. Yeah. And so that is the story of how the vampire came to be. I had no idea. Right? Yeah. So I, I just have one question now. How how was Celine Dion involved in all this? Was she, <laughs> she goes I, on forever. You guys discuss this, and I'm going to get Her heart will go on. Her heart goes Despite on. Despite being bit by a vampire. N- but not her soul. Yes. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. Now, this is interesting. Can I, can I describe the cookie while I'm... Please do. <laughs> Does that count? Now, they look like... So every year at Christmas, we make uh, homemade raviolis. <laughs> it's a Van der Rohe, Dutch Italian tradition. And, but this is kind of what they look like. Oh, so this could have pockets. been from the debate Wednesday night podcast. Is it a ravioli? My impression was more an uncrustable, which is sandwich adjacent, right? You know, uncrustables? No. It's like a prepackaged, round peanut butter and jelly that has no, no crust. Right. Uh-huh. So they are both. This is both. With a ravioli and an uncrustable. Uh, it is. Don't eat it yet, Craig. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> Just con- continue. Um, In a bad way. So, so they are round like a ravioli. They are. They have two layers. 
two, one layer two is put on the cookie sheet. Then you put a teaspoon of raspberry jam, seedless, and then you cover it with the second round and you um, press them together so that they stay. And then you have to find a, a vampire. Yeah, to bite it. <laughs> who bites it <laughs> and goes, blah, <laughs> because it's not blood, <laughs> and goes away. <laughs> so it's a child vampire because his teeth are pretty close together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the cookie's kind of small. So. Can we eat the cookie, Chris? We, did, did we describe that there are two holes in it with, with raspberry filling oozing, oozing out? out yes. with like, like fangs have bitten into it. Yes. Two fang. Mine has coagulated already. Well, the, <laughs> they were made earlier today. Okay. <laughs> All right. My blood is coagulated. Are you ready to taste the cookie? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, is it? <laughs> what? Is there a ceremony or something? Should we say something? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. no, we eat talk, it. We just, body of Christ or anything like <laughs> no, that? No, 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 no. No, then the vampire. We talk about what? We talk about body of what's what, name? what we taste. So this is a butter cookie, and <laughs> I was a difference between a butter cookie and, and a sugar you. cookie. So you know those cookies that come in a tin. Oh yeah, oh, yeah the um, Danish um, the Danish butter cookies, yeah. and a lot of them are just plain. Some have sugar on them, and some have a dollop of jam yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. very similar yeah this should taste similar to that it does like, yeah. i don't like those i think the dough is a little <laughs> softer i'm softer, not a huge yes. fan of this <laughs> they're better with a little blood mine tastes like goose <laughs> <laughs> was it hard to I, I like it i definitely would not like this if not for the jam okay i would find it very dry mm. but with mm. the jam i don't think it's that dry i like it I think it's cute. I think the I think the vampire bite marks. It's cute, cute. but not cutesy. Not cutesy. This and is not, what you want for your cool Halloween. And not party. frightening. Mm. Yeah, and the color, Once you know the, what it the is. texture. It looks almost like um, like the white fleshy part of, of your neck <laughs> that might be the pale white fleshy part of your neck that might be bitten into by a uh, said vampire. So I give it two fangs way up. <laughs> <laughs> We have a three-point cookie scale. Oh, good one. Excellent. You guys are welcome back on Cookie Lab anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I, too, would give it a two out of three. That's mm. pretty low. That's very low for me, because yeah. most cookies are threes. <laughs> or like 2.7, 2.8. Yeah. I'm going to give it two like pie, because it's shaped like a pie. I give it pie. You would like it better if it was a sugar cookie? Yeah. But it's so soft. Is it? Is it? Does it need to be a butter cookie in order to maintain uh. its... Pocket like it was very easy to make. You just mix together the ingredients. It's just butter and sugar and eggs and um, and extracts. And the blood of the virgin. <laughs> 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 and virgin raspberry. And um, a little bit of salt and flour, and you just mix that together and refrigerate it for a half an hour, and then roll it out. Cut it with a round cookie. What do you call those things? Drinking glass. Is it a cookie cutter? <laughs> cookie cutter. That's it. That was too easy. Craig is like a ringer on Cookie Lamb. <laughs> and uh, I read the script. And then I already described the ravioli making like process. So is now the time when we we also rate? Yeah. The, the uh, all right. Hmm. The rating is not compulsory. Like if you if you know, you, I think you're. 
Your it descriptions go, are well, more valuable. It goes well with beer. I discovered that. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is important because frequently you're at a, a holiday party, and if it's an adult party, you might be having a little bottle of beer or something. Or, so I, I tested that uh, here this evening. That, 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 that is a that service too, to the Joe listeners. Joe's about to test it as well, and it does go well with beer. So mm. based on that, I give it a 2.47. Oh, we're going into the hundredths. <laughs> Andrew? Well, considering Craig went 247, I was originally going to do 2.25, but now I'm thinking maybe I'm being needlessly cruel. A little bit. For the Halloween season, mm. I'm going to go 246. 2.466. 2. No, I'm going to hold at 6. Okay. Uh, so just underneath 0.07, uh, his 2.47. Um, I actually thought the. Sweetness level was good. The combination of butter and sugar wasn't overly sweet. The amount of blood filling, aka yeah, yeah raspberry, yeah. Uh, was good. It wasn't. It, it was very um, pleasant and, like I said, not cloying sweetness. And I liked my ravioli layers separated when I first bit into them. So oh, that that's not nice. Good. Yeah. No, he, he says he liked it. Oh, that is nice. Okay. Yeah. No, like, I liked it. Like the Oreo. It yeah. was it was delayering, delaminating. Interesting, interesting. Okay. So yeah, two point four six, and I'm holding there. Joe, did we get your evaluation earlier? Mine was kind of a jokey one. I'll give it two point five. There we go. I'm gonna go Ooh, a little bit. He's up. the high. <laughs> I did up. I did like it. I gotta say. Excellent. I, I would eat more. Would you would you have known that they were gluten free if I didn't just say that right now? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would not have. No. Isn't that amazing? Yep. We have we have shown uh, time and time again that you can follow a recipe and just uh, substitute gluten free flour and it works out beautifully. I don't even think about it anymore. Gluten schmooten. You know, you. I was um, even thinking it reminded me a little bit of a pie crust. Yeah, and I yes. like um, pie crust. It I might wonder make, if you can use that. A yeah. nice pie gluten-free pie mm. crust is like the holy grail of gluten-free Ooh. baking. It's really hard to I'm gonna do. I'm going to try that for the Thanksgiving Give it a cookie try. lab. Yeah, maybe we'll all make little pie cookies. Okay. All right. How about some science? Is everybody up for some science now? Yeah. yeah. This isn't called Yay, Cookie science. Lab for nothing. Hey, Doctor. How Chris. do you feel about pectin? Some of my best friends are pectin. <laughs> <laughs> I like to flex my pectins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't top either of those. So why don't you tell us about that? It has to do with pectin jelly. It has to do with jelly and jam. Well, without our friend Pectin, um, this never would have congealed the way that Joe liked the, the congealed blood on the outside. He likes of his, all of his blood congealed. His cookie. Um, so uh, in all fruits, there is this this thing called pectin and it's a polysaccharide it's made up of many chains of sugar and apples on the inside of their skin tend to have the greatest amount of pectin yeah. strawberries have very 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 little pectin and so sometimes when people make jams they have to add commercial pectin sure or uh, people long ago who didn't have commercials, <laughs> they they would add apples oh. or apple skins to their strawberries. People to make, are so resourceful. To make their jam. And there's a lot of sugar in there as well. So you have to have just the right amount of pectin 
and sugar because the sugar can overwhelm the pectin and you'll you'll just get like a messy spread sauce rather than a jam so what happens is and jill knows that i like to describe this with my fingers <laughs> is you have your polysaccharides and he's using his fingers you like heat we, it I up can attest yeah. to that and they start to the bond together and they Aww, make a mesh. They're holding in. Chris's fingers are doing like, imagine you made a pie with a lattice top. Yes, they, it's like a lattice. And what, but the problem is that water gets in the way and the polysaccharide really likes water. So it will, it will be attracted to the water, first of all. And also, it has a negative charge. And so the negative charges of the water and the, and the polysaccharide will be attracted to the water. And so, again, you could just end up <laughs> with a syrup. <laughs> syrup? You could end up with a syrup, not a jam. One of the four food groups? So you come in and you add sugar, which is more attracted to the water. It takes up all the water, and the polysaccharide can do its little weaving dance, the pectin, and... It, and it thickens your jelly by making a mesh. A big mesh. I make a mesh you in also <laughs> every add, time. You also add lemon juice. And it's not for flavor. It is to change the charges so that... Is it like a pH So thing? that the... Yeah, yeah. And it, it adds more ions to the water. Oh. And that also allows the polysaccharide to do its thing. And you just thought the cookie tasted good, guys. Yeah, you yeah. didn't know. <laughs> I missed I missed so much. <laughs> just now, do you want me to repeat it? <laughs> could you start over from the beginning? And could I have another cookie? With the story. <laughs> there are more cookies on, on uh, in the lab. So, yeah, I. it's not just about vampires and um, pectin it's about good friends and getting together and, and, and eating cookies. but andrew said could i have another cookie and what would we say to him usually on cookie lab keep your paws off my cookies uh, oh like it. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you oh wait wait do we have to ask what we learned no, that's a different podcast. Well, oh, I thought we were doing <laughs> both podcasts. Oh, 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 yeah. So it's a for, crossover. So in the Wednesday night podcast, <laughs> after we are silly and, and, and tell stories, we say, what have you learned? So did anybody learn anything tonight? Ooh. Oh, Andrew did. He Ooh. was quick, quick. Anytime you pick up a silver uh, a bow with arrows, <laughs> you got to wear gloves that are heat resistant. Mm. That's what I learned. <laughs> I learned something. Yes, Craig. Pectin makes Andy talk to the New England. Not the Mid-Atlantic accent. Yes. <laughs> Not a minute. I learned that many, many chains of sugar is a great name for an album. So we... <laughs> Many, many, many chains of sugar. Not just many chains <laughs> oh, of sugar. Sorry, many, you many, could many. shorten it to pectin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's not his good name. <laughs> Jill, did you learn anything today? I, I didn't. I already knew that these are the, the best friends a gal 
podcaster could have. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet. But not but too not sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> oh. But we will see. We will not see them next week on Cookie Lab. Not will, on Cookie Lab. We'll, but once again, we will be alone in the laboratory with our Labradors, and a fantastic final Halloween cookie treat. That's right. I'm cooking up something special in the lab. She's in. It's going to be made in a cauldron. <laughs> I think it's going to be made in my oven, which, fingers crossed, is still working. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned, and we'll see you next week on Cookie Lab. Bye-bye. Say goodnight, Dick. Goodnight, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> Um, can you take the microphone stand out of the flames? Holy. It's <laughs> melting. <laughs> sure. Now can you write your name in Craig's leg with it? <laughs> and he will be yours forever.